Hi ladies, I'm Sue Kramer with Praise and Coffee and this is Craving Peace, week six of our small group study. And these six weeks have been a compilation of my notes, basically. So it's they're a little less um, interactive and you know conversational as just I'm trying to get my notes out there because <laughs> what I discovered is as we do these classes, we don't get to all my notes because there's a lot of discussion and a lot of really great things happening within the class. And so I wanted to make sure that you guys got my notes because we this has been six power packed weeks of information that I have just been throwing at you. And um, I, I only have time right now to have had time to do this six weeks of study. And so I really wanted to give you as much information for your journey as possible. So that's why we've been doing it this way. <clears throat> so let's jump in to our last week. And at the end, I'm going to give you some information about what is coming next. So, you know, over and over, year after year, we've been told by a broken system that it was us that needed fixing and we're just not doing it right. You know, what is wrong with you? Just have more self-control, have more willpower and have a little more cake. I mean, it's no big deal. Just have a little bite. It won't kill you. Well, unfortunately, this mindset is deeply flawed and it's comparative to telling someone that if they want to put out a fire, they just need to pour a little bit of gasoline on it. You know, it doesn't work that way. So to someone who is struggling with food addiction, to tell them to just have one bite, it's not going to hurt you to have one piece of cake. It actually is a problem. You know, we would never tell someone who was trying to overcome alcohol addiction, say, to just have one drink, it's no big deal. No, we would totally respect their boundaries. So we need to think about that and respect our own boundaries and not get mad at someone who doesn't respect yours, but just kind of remind them that, you know, this is something I really feel is important to me and I'm really focused on. And, you know, honestly, sometimes I actually refer to the fact that it's like an allergy for me having the sugar because technically it is. My body becomes inflamed and has all kinds of issues when I have sugar. So it it's truly telling the truth that it's an allergy to me to have that sugar. So whatever it takes, just, you know, be kind because people are trying to be sweet and helpful to you. And so, you know, but we also want to stand firm. So... I really want to encourage you this week. We're going to kind of review several things. And then I want to encourage you that freedom is attainable. It really is. Ladies, we can be free of these chains that have held us. And it doesn't mean you'll never have sugar again or something like that. It just means that you can be free of the addiction that drives you and that gets you in that craving reward cycle. Okay? It's just our freedom is on the other side of the mountain of misinformation that we've been fed. And, you know, when we create these new powerful foundations, we can build our new life on this. We can build our new healthy habits on this and we will be stronger and freedom is right there. Okay. For me, over and over, I've had to refocus my mind on the fundamentals that I um, 
I knew them, but I, I forget, you know, we just get them out of our head and we're not focused on them. And then I would have this, this constant fear kind of nagging at me and tormenting me that I was just one mistake away from gaining all my weight back or getting back into a situation where my whole body was inflamed and my joints hurt and my I have no more ankles and that kind of thing. And so this that that cycle needed to break for me to have freedom and in part of that is remembering the basics. So, what are the basics? Number one, prioritize proteins and healthy fats. Don't starve yourself. Make sure you're eating enough to keep yourself satiated. And this is really important that you you do it this way because once your body, um, you're eating more proteins and fats and you're getting the carbs out of your life, you're getting the sugar out of your life, and that would mean less than 20 carbs a day, your body is going to start burning fat for fuel. You won't need to eat as often. You just won't because your body will be full. However, you need to make sure you're prioritizing those proteins and healthy fats, okay? Don't starve yourself, number one. Number two, avoid sugar and processed foods. Probably should have had that as number one, but that's really important. Get rid of the processed. If you just got rid of processed foods, and that means you know all the stuff that has a ton of ingredients, the higher processed it is, the more you're going to have an issue with addiction. That's just proven through the studies. Uh, and avoiding sugar. So staying away from sugar, processed foods. If you just did those two things, your life would change. It's that, those two things right there, you know. Um, I'm also going to add to that. I hope you avoid uh, seed oils. So have healthy fats, coconut oil, avocado oil, olive oil, have healthy fats, butter, good stuff, no margarine. Um, Remind yourself on this journey, here's another basic, that this does not have to be like all the other times because now you have knowledge. You have a toolbox of information to help you through this. So remind yourself, this isn't like all the other times. So when you get that temptation to give up or give in and be like, oh, see, it's, it's, I, I just can't do this. I'm not able. And we even had a couple gals in our groups that did that this week. They just struggled and they got off their plan And then they just wanted to give up. We're not doing that this time. This time is different. This is a lifelong journey. And the thing that I I had um, said to them was, this is not about getting off the wagon. This is about being on a journey. So hold on to that. This isn't about falling off a wagon. This is about being on a journey. Okay? Now you have the knowledge, now you have a support system, now you have things to keep you grounded and safely on this journey of healthy lifestyle. Another very basic important thing right now is that success is messy, it's imperfect, it's not gonna look pretty, and it's the result of a lot of hard work. You guys, this is messy, this can be ugly, you're gonna do great, and then you're gonna have times that you do what you feel is awful. But those are opportunities for learning. You take those moments and you learn from them and you say, okay, what happened? What happened here? Why did I do that? Why did I go through this situation and fall into this circumstance? Okay. 
Use it as a learning opportunity. It's not a failure, it's a learning opportunity. Another basic, the pain of discipline is far less than the pain of regret. When you're considering whether or not to have something that's off your plan, think about the pain of regret and how you will feel later and um, delaying the gratification of being thankful for the decision that you made. All right, so in the moment, the gratification seems like having that thing, having that sugary treat, having whatever it is, you feel like that's the most important gratification. But if you will delay the gratification for later and say, no, I'm not doing that now because later I am going to reap the benefits of not doing that right now. And I'm going to feel better. I'm not going to have the pain of regret. And yes, it's painful to discipline myself right this minute, but it is going to bring reap rewards, bring rewards in my life, and I'm going to be thankful for it then. Remember the limiting beliefs that we talked about, those things that come in our mind, I can't do this, this is too hard, this is too much. You don't have to think today about never having sugar again the rest of your life. You just have to think about not having sugar again today. That's what you have to focus on. Do not let those limiting beliefs and fears overtake you and stop you from being the woman you want to be. That woman that you put out there, your goal, picturing her success is so important. And also, we talked about picturing the failure to reach that success. What does that look like? What does that feel like? And if you think about it and feel it, it will, that avoidance Um, circuit in your brain will want you to avoid that bad feeling of failure. And so it will help you make a better decision right now. Remember, we're retraining our brains. We're rewiring circuits in our brain. Neuroplasticity is real. And we know now that we can do this. And we want to do this because it's going to be the key to helping us down the road and feeling better and becoming the woman we want to be. Who do you want to be? What are your goals? You know, when you get frustrated and you start going, well, can I have this and can I do this? Stop yourself and say, okay, well, what are my goals? Is this going to help me reach that goal or isn't it? And I get a lot of questions like that. Well, can I do this? Can I do that? I'm like, you can do anything you want. This is your journey. However, what are your goals? Will that help you meet your goals or is that going to keep you farther from your goals for longer? Okay. Also remembering, um, we're always depriving ourselves of something. So right in the moment, you might feel like I am, this is horrible. I'm looking at this donut at my, in my work kitchen and everybody else is grabbing one and I have to deprive myself of this. Well, maybe you do, but if you do, or if I should say, if you don't, You're depriving yourself later of feeling good, of not having inflammation. You're depriving yourself of that because later you're going to have all the repercussions from eating that donut. So you think about right now, can I deprive myself of this donut to have the reward later? Or do I have the donut now and then I'm depriving myself later of the bottom line? 
You're depriving yourself of peace. And so think about that. As you consider the the temptations and the cravings, do I want to deprive myself of that craving? Or do I want to deprive myself of peace down the road? And sometimes it is that easy. I shouldn't say easy. It's simple. But it's not easy. But it's possible. Okay? Trust me, it's possible. So, you know, it's been so good to learn all the things that we've we've talked about and all the information that I've really thrown at you, a lot of information. And I love learning and I love growing and I love understanding better. But for a while in my journey, I thought that would be enough. I thought I just need to learn more. If I just understood better how my body behaved and how my body responded to sugar and how my autoimmune system would or my immune system would go crazy and my autoimmune would flare. If I understood all that, that this is what sugar does to me, I'll be good. That's what it will take. There's my foundation. I thought that my why would be enough to overcome the patterns and frankly, the sins of my past lifestyle. But you know what? It's not. It's not enough because it's not the right foundation to build on. Leaning into my relationship with the Father, learning more about His love and understanding His purpose, and then making wise choices with the voice of the Holy Spirit leading me, that's the right foundation. Knowledge isn't enough. The Bible even says knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Well, love is about loving myself, loving my family enough to take care of myself, So, you know, knowledge isn't enough. But the Bible talks about having knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Okay, so let's look at those real quick. What is knowledge? Knowledge is the facts. Just the facts. (laughs) Knowledge gives me the information. Understanding is the ability to translate meaning from those facts. Okay, um, Proverbs 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding, but seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. So understanding is good because it is the ability to translate the meaning from the facts. So take the facts and what does that mean? But then the Bible says, depend, do not depend on your own understanding. So there's something deeper that God wants for us. And I believe that is wisdom. Wisdom is knowing what to do next, given an understanding of the facts and the circumstances. So wisdom is that, that deep knowing that's the Holy Spirit's voice in our hearts, in our heads, Because the enemy can fight those facts and it can cause us to doubt and question. But when we have the wisdom of God formed within us, real wisdom, he can't. He can't stop that. Wisdom is that knowing what to do next, really having that unction and hearing the Holy Spirit's voice with us. Now, yeah, we could, we could still decide to go our own way. God gave us a free will. He's not going to overtake us with wisdom, (laughs) but wisdom is a powerful foundation to build on. 
Ecclesiastes 8.1 says, How wonderful to be wise, to analyze and interpret things. Wisdom lights up a person's face. That's good stuff. Wisdom lights up a person's face. The rest of the verse says, softening its harshness. That's a good verse. Ecclesiastes 8.1. And then I want to read you James 3.17 out of the Message Bible. It says, real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. Now, side note, I'm going to add and self, okay? It's getting along with ourself too. All right, continuing on with the verse, it is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings, not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced. You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoys its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. That's a really powerful verse when you think about it. And I believe, like I said, and self, I believe this applies to how we get along with and love ourselves too. Wisdom is not two-faced, ladies. It treats with dignity and honor. That applies to that woman in the mirror. Don't be two-faced to her. Don't say with with one side of your mouth that you, one side of your face that you want to take care of her and then call her names and then treat her with anything but dignity and honor. You are worthy of that. You are worthy of that. That woman in the mirror is worthy of wisdom that treats her with dignity and honor. True wisdom is not rooted in great learning or in human intelligence, but in the understanding of our place before God. Proverbs 8.11 says, For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. So powerful. Proverbs 2, a few verses within it say, For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So it's all three right there. The Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So he gives us information and facts and truth, but he also gives us wisdom. And then in verse 9, it says, Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. All three are important, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. It says in Proverbs 3.19, By wisdom the Lord laid the earth's foundations, and I believe that we can lay the foundation for our life with his wisdom. Charles Spurgeon once wrote, Wisdom is the right, to, is the right use of knowledge. To know is not to be wise. Many men know a great deal and are all the greater fools for it. And there is no fool so great as a fool. Sorry. There is no fool so great a fool as a knowing fool. But to know how to use knowledge is to have wisdom. That's really powerful. I'm going to read that one more time. Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. To know is not to be wise. Many men know a great deal 
and are all the greater fools for it. There is no fool so great a fool as a knowing fool. <laughs> but to know how to use knowledge is to have wisdom. <clears throat> There's so much more than just knowledge, ladies. It is about having wisdom to know what to do with that knowledge. There is so much more to this life than just being carb-free. <laughs> this lifestyle change is about finding truly our life, finding our peace in Him, craving that peace, finding our joy in Him, finding our hope in Him, finding your you in Him. Now, I will still continue to learn and grow and gain knowledge and understand my health. In fact, I'm going to take some courses coming up soon here on getting some nutritional coaching um, <clears throat> information on wellness and, and low carb and the ketogenic lifestyle. But I'm also going to really focus my attention on building the foundation of my life with God and and continue that in a way that brings depth to my relationship with him, strength and resolve to the commitments I've made to taking care of myself and my healthier lifestyle. I have been a slave to food long enough. I want to be free. I want to be the way God intended me to be, that I use food as nourishment, not just for pleasure. I mean, there is pleasure in eating and he created us that way. Otherwise, we wouldn't have taste buds. However, it shouldn't be something that drives us to the point of putting aside relationships, putting aside connection, putting aside other things to enjoy food. Food is part of the whole experience of, of being a woman, of being a person, of being human. And it's part of a healthy lifestyle. And, and I have had a relationship with food in a way that caused that craving, um, craving rewards cycle. And it kept me from having healthy relationships and having a healthy relationship with food. Okay? I don't want to be a slave to it anymore. And the Lord promises us to break those chains and so that's what we're doing here. We're doing something much bigger than just dieting or trying to lose weight. That's not really at all what this is about. That's a great side effect, but that's not what this is about. This is about living for him, trusting him, learning to live in his love in a way that completes us and helps us become the women that he wants us to be in this world with other people. Connection is so important to this journey. Connecting with other people and other, other women, you have so much to offer and give in this world. And if we are so obsessed with, with what we're eating and focused on that, we can't do the work he's called us to do. We can't love the way he's called us to love. We're going to be sidetracked. We're going to be off, off the goal. And so this is so much more than a diet. First thing you have to determine is who you want to become. Who do you want to be, ladies? What does that woman look like to you? Then start building habits that that person would have. 
What are those habits? What are the habits that you need to start creating to become that woman? It's simple, but it's not easy. And at this point in your journey, I think you're ready. I really do. Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm and do not let yourselves be burdened again with the yoke of slavery. Being held down by craving reward cycle in our brain is, is a yoke of slavery. I don't want to be there anymore, and I know you don't either. 1 Corinthians 6.12 says, I have the right to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. That's who I want to be. (laughs) I can do anything. I can go eat anything I want. But not everything is beneficial. And if it's not beneficial and it's drawing me and it's got me in this crazy cycle, then I'm mastered by it. And I don't want to be mastered by anything but God. And I know you don't either. Jesus said in Luke 12, 29, these are red words. He said, what I'm trying to do here is get you to relax, not to be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep yourself in God reality in God initiative, and in God's provisions. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. And then listen, this, and again, this is in the Message Bible. Listen to this next verse, this next sentence. Don't be afraid of missing out. You're my dearest friends. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. Did you hear that? FOMO right there. Fear of missing out. Jesus addressed it back in Luke 12. Don't be afraid of missing out. How many times do you think, well, everybody else is doing this. Why can't I? We're afraid of missing something that's going to benefit us. But he's like, anything you give up that you know you need to give up is going to be beneficial to you. It's going to be beneficial to your health. And you're not going to miss out on anything you need, especially nothing that your body needs. Becoming the woman he created you to be doesn't mean throwing your past out the window either. It doesn't mean saying, okay, I have to just forget all of my past and all the mistakes and all the stuff I did back then. No, not at all. It means acknowledging all of it and letting him rebuild, restore, and redeem that past that you're not happy about, that you're ashamed of maybe. Whatever that is, God wants to rebuild, restore, and redeem it. Okay? Let's change our focus. Another, one more tidbit I want to get you before I close this up is forgive yourself. Forgiveness brings freedom. Forgive yourself. This is a journey to freedom, and that is going to be wrapped in forgiving yourself and moving on. This is not about falling off a wagon. It's about being on a journey. Forgive yourself, move on, 
Let him rebuild, restore, and redeem your past. Learn from your mistakes and grow. Oh my goodness. So I am just so thankful that you have been with me on this journey. And I really feel like it's just beginning. I am going to continue doing more podcasts and sharing things. I'm also going to put up, put together some coaching. Um, I'm going to be doing some coaching. So I'm going to be doing some small group coaching that will meet twice a month for a couple hours at a time. Um, to do two different topics. One of them is craving peace with food and the other is craving peace in your heart and mind. So the craving peace with food is going to be based on kind of what this whole thing, these whole six weeks have been in creating healthier habits, eating habits, and a deeper walk with God. But then the craving peace in your heart and mind is going to be coaching sessions focused on becoming the woman God created you to be through a relationship with him while discovering the keys to overcoming a heavy heart and having more joy in your life. So that one's not going to be about food, but it's going to be very much about your relationship with God. So I'm going to, those are going to be in-person small group coaching, possibly online if I had enough interest. And then I'm going to offer some coaching intensives, which are two hour, well, I don't know about the time exactly. If they're in person, they'll be two hour personalized coaching sessions, which are one-on-one. And they are going to be, I have four different topics right now that I'm looking at. The first one is is based on what we've been doing for the last six weeks, which is craving peace with food. And the second one would be the heart and mind that I talked about earlier. The third one would be craving peace with others. So this would be private coaching focused on marriage, family, or other relationships in your life. And then the fourth coaching intensive one-on-one would be craving peace in leadership, which would be private coaching focused on developing leadership skills and gaining respect with others. So I'm putting that together. And um, if you're interested, drop me an email at susan at praiseandcoffee.com. Or you can always contact me through my website, praiseandcoffee.com. Uh, Thank you for being on this six-week journey with me, and I'm looking forward to what's ahead.